الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله بسم الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاه ان الله مع الصابرين ولا تقولوا لمن يقتل في سبيل الله اموات بل احياء ولكن لا تشعرون ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الاموال والانفس والثمرات وبشر السلسل الصابرين الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه, إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات, صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَمَنْ يَتَصَبَّرْ يُصَبِّرُهُ اللَّهِ وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ عَطَاعًا خَيْرًا وَأَوْسَعَ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Most respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters. We are living in dunya. This dunya, which is a very temporary place, and this dunya wherein all types of conditions come about. This dunya is such that one day the sun is shining brightly and it is a very, very excellent weather that one is experiencing, then the next day it is stormy and the rain is coming down in torrents, it's lightning, it's thunder, then again the next day it is sunny but the sun is extremely hot and it is burning and then the fourth day it is beautifully cool neither it is hot nor is it cold 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 it's just so excellent so all the various seasons come along different weather comes up and like the weather in bismillahir rahmanir rahim apologize for the break in the transmission to continue with what we were discussing that this is a dunya that we are living in one day it is very bright and sunny and the next day it is stormy one day it is extremely hot the next day it is once again cool and it is fine so these changing conditions come up from time to time and as a result insan experiences different situations so this is the dunya that we are living in likewise someday it is health Someday it's sickness, someday it's wealth, someday it's a lack of wealth and various conditions that continue in an insan's life. Allah Ta'ala has given us the opportunity to acquire the everlasting life of Akhirat and in this dunya Allah Ta'ala has made it such that a person who turns to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala enables him to take all the changing conditions, the conditions of dunya in his stride. A friend of mine was explaining that once he was traveling, he was in Taiwan, in the city of Taipei. And he was in the 20th, 21st story of a building there. And it happened that at that time, there was an earthquake that was not far off from the space that where he was residing in. 
so he was residing somewhere in one hotel and not far off, some few hundred kilometers away from there, there was quite a major earthquake. And that major earthquake, as a result of which many people died as well, where the epicenter of the earthquake was. In the hotel that he was, the effect of that earthquake was such that on the 21st floor, he started feeling this building shaking. Now he is in this 21st floor of the building, and this building is shaking. It's swaying. He realized it was an earthquake, and in that panic, he ran out of his room in his pajamas, and obviously now it's an earthquake, so you won't use the lift. So he came rushing down the staircase, two, three steps at a time, bounding down, and he came all the way from the 21st floor to the 8th floor, which was the floor where the reception was. And he burst into this reception area through some exit that was there or entrance that was there into that area. And when he came into the reception area, the people that work in the reception, etc., were carrying on with their work like really fine. They could, the building was still swaying, but they were carrying on quite fine. They didn't seem to have any panic. And then they saw this person running in, in his pajamas and in panic. And at the same time, there were a few others that were now running in from different directions, some other foreigners that were living also at that time in the hotel. So these people in the reception told him, don't worry, just relax, sit down, be calm. So they were very, very surprised, shocked, panicked. But then they, after a few minutes, all this settled. And now they are looking in surprise at these people sitting here in the reception and some other locals that were there, very calm. They didn't seem to be panicking. They were very surprised. So eventually, when all this commotion sort of ended, somebody told them, no, you can go, relax, story, fine, it is okay. They said, but there was an earthquake. They said, no, there was an earthquake, but these buildings are built because this area is such that there are earthquakes often. So these buildings are built with some kind of spring in the foundation. So there's a huge spring that this building is built on, which is, however it is, Allah Alam, under the foundation, around the foundation, Allah knows best how it ever was. So as a result of the spring that is there, it absorbs the shock of the earthquake. So the building sways a little this way, that way, but it absorbs everything, and after a while it all settles, and everything then stabilizes, so, this happens many, many times. That is why the people in the reception and so on, they knew what goes on. And they were quite calm, they were quite composed. Nothing seemed to have really shaken them. Despite these people running down twenty from the 21st floor to the reception in panic. So, this incident that took place, which was a real life incident, this is a very great lesson for us. This building, huge building, he was on the 21st floor. Allah knows best how many more floors there were. And there was a huge earthquake, not far off. A few hundred kilometers is not far off. There was once a tremor in some place in a few hundred kilometers away from Durban. There's a tremor, not even an earthquake. But the shocks were felt in Durban and people were even very, very... Uh, affected many who felt the tremor really strong. It was just a tremor and a few hundred kilometers away. Now here was a massive earthquake. So a few hundred kilometers is nothing, not any great distance. So it was something really big and it really shook the earth under this building. But because of the spring that was there in the foundation, we can call it for our purposes the shock absorber that was there. So because of the shocked absorber, that building was stable. It's stable. It shook little of this way, that way, but it didn't come crumbling down. It didn't cause any kind of major damage. It was fine. It remained stable. Now this is a very big lesson for us, that some building 
might have been just a few stories, maybe one story, single story. But it had no shock absorber. So that single story building also could not survive that earthquake, could not survive maybe even a tremor, because it had no shock absorber. And here a massive multi-story skyscraper, but it had the shock absorber, and as a result, it was fine. It swayed a little back and forth, got shaken a little bit this way, that way, but it was fine. No damage. Everything's carrying on. Likewise in dunya, in life, from time to time, there are many tremors that come up. Sometimes there are some, what we can describe as earthquakes that come up in our lives, which really jolt and shake a person. But these things happen to everybody, that everybody experiences these tremors. Everybody, no matter who the person is, what is his social standing and position, how wealthy he might be, or how poverty-stricken he might be, how prominent he might be, or how unknown he is, whichever corner of the world he might be living in, in the most prosperous place of the earth, or in the most poverty-stricken place, everybody has their own nature of tremors and their own kind of earth of earthquakes that happen in their lives. But there's a very, very vast difference between the different people and how they handle these tremors and earthquakes. The person who is devoid of Iman, when some tremor, when some tremor, to continue with the discussion we were having, unfortunately, due to some technical problem, the connection was disrupted. Nevertheless, to continue with the incident that we had been talking about, the person who was in this hotel and it was suddenly, there was an earthquake and it began swaying, etc. So, any case, after case, after case, after everything was over, people were calm, they explained to him that, no, this is built on some spring in the foundation, as a result of which, this is a shock absorber that can absorb these earthquakes and tremors, tremors, tremors. So what we had been, the lesson we had been taking from this is that these kind of tremors and earthquakes happen in everybody's lives. But there are some who can get past these situations without getting, becoming overwhelmed, without becoming uh, consumed by the situation. They also feel something like this building swayed, it was shaken a little, but after the time that the earthquake subsided, everything was still intact, there was no damage, everything was fine, and the reason was the shock absorber. So some people, mashallah, they take those things, whatever happens in their life, they also get swayed, they also get shaken a little, but then everything is fine, they are composed, they are calm, they are focused. And then sometimes, especially people devoid of Iman, let alone an earthquake of some sort, even a tremor comes and the person is completely lost, bewildered. The person has no idea how to continue, what to do. Now what is the difference? Why is this mu'min able to continue? Why is this mu'min able to be composed and calm. This mu'min also feels grief. He also feels pain. He also feels some sorrow. He also has feelings that other human beings have. But he can manage to continue. And this person devoid of Iman, this person suddenly is in a very bad state, can't continue. What is the difference? The difference is exactly that. That to understand it, that the, the, the mu'min has been provided with the shock absorber of Iman. The shock absorber in the sense that these happenings of dunya, the strength of Iman can absorb it. So he's also insan. He also feels what other insan feel. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa was the greatest of all insan. He was the closest to Allah wa ta'ala. 
But he was human being after all. And when his son passed away, he felt the grief. He expressed it also. Inna bifiraqika ya Ibrahim lamahzunun. Oh Ibrahim, we are grieved over your passing. Over your separation, we are grieved. So that grief, Nabi Salaam felt also. But he taught us the lesson that wala naqulu illa ma yurdi rabbana. Uma yurdi rabbihi rabbuna. We only say that which our Rabb is pleased with. We don't say anything out of line. We don't utter any kind of statement that will displease Allah Ta'ala. That if a problem came, some calamity came, some hardship came, a person will express the pain maybe, will express the grief that I'm in a lot of pain, I have a very severe fever, or this is the problem. He will express sometimes that. But he will not make any statement against Allah Ta'ala that Nauzubillah, was there nobody else for this musibat and calamity but me? He won't make statements of this nature. So what is the difference in a one person who cannot handle anything and the other person who can absorb it? It is that shock absorber. The shock absorber of Iman. Last night, I had to... I went to visit somebody the person had lost his son the day before, 14-year-old, in an accident. Now, the father is sitting there, the grandfather is sitting, few others are sitting. So it was just barely 24 hours after the incident, young 14-year-old child, very well-mannered person, and his ustads, everybody had very great words about him, very helpful in the maktab, etc., now this child suddenly in an accident and he passed away. So now I went to meet the father, I went to console them. But when I left from there, this thought crossed my mind that these people have been, uh, they've just suffered such a loss. They have now experienced such a situation. But what kept them very calm, very composed when meeting them? Some grief was sort of expressed as well. The person started crying also, but but then there was a calmness, there was a composure. What is it that has brought this composure? And there is nothing that can be offered as the answer except the strength of iman. It is the iman in the person's heart that he is now turning to Allah wa Taala. Ya Allah, it is your hukam. Allah, it is your decree, you had blessed with this amanat, and for the time that you had decreed that this child will remain, he remained. Now, it was your decree that this child should be taken, so we submit to your decree. So it may not be in the same words that somebody will express it, but that is the feeling of the heart. That it is Allah Ta'ala's hukam, Allah Ta'ala's decree, so we are the servants of Allah Ta'ala, we are His slaves, we are his ownership. He owns us. We belong to him. So it is Allah Ta'ala's prerogative. When Allah Ta'ala wished, Allah Ta'ala took the child. When Allah Ta'ala wished, Allah Ta'ala took somebody. And we submit wholeheartedly to Allah Ta'ala's decree. We feel the pain. We feel the grief. We feel whatever other human beings feel in that regard. But the submission is to Allah Ta'ala. And this is the difference between a mu'min and a person without Iman. And then in the believers as well, to the extent of the strength of Iman, to that extent a person will experience this itminan, this peace, this tranquility. To that extent this person will experience this calmness. And despite being in a state of difficulty, the person's heart will not be in turmoil. You feel grief. Doesn't mean you won't feel grief. You feel pain. But his heart will be composed and calm. Or Shaykh Hazrat Shah Ki Makhtar Sahib he used to explain and say that if insan is able to produce a waterproof watch with the intelligence that Allah Ta'ala has blessed this insan, if Allah Ta'ala has kudrat, Allah Ta'ala placed that thinking and understanding in the mind of this insan that he could go about uh, manufacturing such a watch that is waterproof. So now you take that watch and you drop it 
in a huge tank of water, forget huge tank of water, drop it in the ocean and it will be under tons of water. But you take it out, there'll be water on the band, there'll be water on the glass, on the screen, there'll be water under it, in the casing, under the casing, there'll be water all over. But inside that watch, there won't be a single drop of water. Now, everywhere around it, there's water, but inside there isn't a single drop of water. Why? Water. Why? Because this watch has been created, has been constructed, has been manufactured in such a way that it has been made waterproof. Allah used to say that that Allah who gave insan that aqal and gave insan that ability to manufacture a watch and make it waterproof, can that Allah not make somebody's heart rum-proof? Can that Allah not make somebody's heart grief-proof? Can that Allah not make somebody's heart turmoil-proof? That despite being in water all around, meaning some difficulty, some illness, some other problem, so these things sometimes happen to anyone, and it happens to those who are closest to Allah Ta'ala, it happens the most to them, the most to them. Nabi says when Allah Ta'ala loves somebody, Allah Ta'ala wishes good for some good for somebody. Then Allah Ta'ala brings about some difficulties on the person. Now this sounds very strange. But we will not understand how it is good for the person always. But because of our Iman we will submit to it. And why we will submit to it? Allah Ta'ala number one is Hakim. Allah Ta'ala has, He is the total and supreme owner of everything and He has complete command over everything. He is the Hakim. So we will submit to Him. But not just that He is Hakim, He is also Al-Hakim. Allah Ta'ala's doing is filled with His infinite wisdom. So we may not understand the wisdom, but we will submit to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And we will have full faith that whether I understand this or not, this is filled with the wisdom. So now in any case, some difficulty comes. A person who has Iman, he always has the right mindset. That come what may, if I have Iman in my heart, I have Taqwa, I'm trying to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. If I make a mistake somewhere, then I must make Toba immediately. But I must be trying all the time to get closer to Allah Ta'ala and to live my life with taqwa. Now when this is his direction, this is his focus, he knows that I can never be unsuccessful. I can never ever be unsuccessful. That is impossible. That a person who is living with Iman, with taqwa, and Allah forbid if he makes some slip up somewhere being insan, but he then immediately makes Tawbah, and he is doing his Whatever is in his capacity to be on the path of righteousness, on the path of taqwa, then he is 100% sure that he can never ever be unsuccessful. Hazrat Haram bin Milhan Rasulullah had sent him with a band of Sahaba. They had gone to a place called Bir Mauna. It's a lengthy incident. But just the crux of it, of what the lesson we need to take. So, he had a message of Rasulullah to deliver to the leader of this tribe or this people that were there. But these people had some sinister intentions. They had already planned to ambush the Sahaba. And Hazrat Haram bin Milham, he had some uh, premonition of this. He was... He had some thought that these people, they don't seem that their intentions are correct. In any case, he told his 70 Sahaba were sent. Three of them now went ahead to first go and pass on this message. So he even told his two companions, you'll stay aside, you'll wait for me here. Let me go. If things are all safe and sound, then you'll come along. Otherwise, it will give you all a chance to at least uh, save yourself. This was, he had some feeling. So in any case, he came. But now, these people were already plotting something. As he is now talking and presenting whatever the message of Rasulullah is, one person from among these enemies 
was given some indication by the leader and he went quietly behind Hazrat Haram bin Milham and he struck him with his spear. He struck him with his spear from behind. Now when he struck him with that spear, with what force he might have hit him with that spear, that spear pierced through his body, through his back, and came out through his chest. Can we imagine the scene that that spear went out, went through from one end and came out the other end. And as a result, the blood started gushing forth. It was obvious that this is death. There's no surviving this wound. The apparent signs were there that now this has probably pierced through his heart. Allah knows best. So now when this blood started gushing forth, he lifted his hands up and collect this blood came into his hands. And he then rubbed his hands over his face and over his head. So all this blood was all over his face and head. Can we imagine the scene? And what is coming through on his tongue? What is coming on his tongue is Fustu Rabbil Kaaba. Fustu Rabbil Kaaba. That by the Qasam of the Rabb of Kaaba Sharif, by the Qasam of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, I have succeeded. Now he has just been uh, pierced with a spear. That spear has gone through from one end of his body, came out the other side. Blood is gushing forth. His life is ebbing out. And he is anointing this blood over his face and head. And what is coming on his tongue is, Fustu Rabbil Kaaba. Subhanallah. Can we imagine the shock absorber of Iman that they had? That he is actually so composed, he can see his success in all this. That by the rub of the Kaaba Sharif, I am successful. Why is successful? Life, nobody is going to live forever in dunya. Everybody is going to reach Allah Ta'ala one day. Now when a person's time has come, but he lived this dunya in such a noble manner, serving the cause of deen, and giving his life for Allah Ta'ala, that this is the height of success. He is so elated over this. He is so excited that he is expressing this elation and excitement, Pustu Rabbil Kaaba. So this is the mindset of a mu'min. That the mindset of a mu'min is, that if I become ill, and now I'm suffering very, very, um, a very high fever, and Allah forbid that it went on to another level, and it's gone even more severe. So now this mu'min's mindset is, that if I survive this, and I overcome this with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, and I uh, gain my health again, then I'm very successful. And if in this illness I pass away, I am very, very successful. There is success for a mu'min at every direction. Whether he survives that illness and becomes healthy again, that is success for him also. And if in that illness his life finally went, but he went in that illness that became a source of shahadat for him, that that plague, that virus became a source of shahadat for him, that too became success for him. If a mu'min, he made a very great profit in some transaction and he was doing the transaction in a halal manner and in the halal manner he earned some good amount of money. So that too is success for him. And if he was doing what he was doing, he tried his best, he did whatever business he could, whatever uh, profession he was in, whatever some way of earning a halal living, and after the whole exercise, he conducted himself in an honest manner, in an upright manner. He fulfilled the laws of Sharia in, in conducting the business. But unfortunately, whatever happened, happened. That at the end of that exercise, there was a loss. So as a human being, as an insan, you will feel the pain of that loss. You will feel the grief over what was lost, that that capital also got lost. But he will have in his mind that even in this, because I was obedient to Allah Ta'ala, I was trying my best to make sure I didn't cross any boundaries, I didn't cut any corners, I was honest and upright, and I was very trustworthy in my transactions. So, inshallah, I will also be raised on the day of Qiyamah, that the trader who is honest and upright, 
he will be raised with the Anbiya Ali Musalatu Salam, with the Siddiqeen, with the Shuhada on the day of Qiyamah. So I am still successful. I may have lost in terms of the transactions, in terms of the trade, but ultimately I am successful. Uh, he will be consoled by that, by that thought and that faith and that conviction that in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala there is total success. So this is the mindset of a mu'min that yes he is insan as a result of his weakness as insan he feels pain, he feels grief, he feels hurt, he feels all the emotions that other human beings feel. But this insan is forever consoled by the reality that if he is obedient to Allah wa ta'ala, this iman is in his heart, he has the greatest wealth and he has the shock absorber of iman as a result of which nothing can come and shake him to the point that he loses control. Nothing will shake him to the point that he loses his mental focus. Nothing can shake him to the point that he becomes overwhelmed. Nothing will make him think of suicide. Nothing will bring about that situation where now he will not be able to function in life. He will feel pain. He will also feel grief. He will also feel whatever emotions other insan feel. But his iman, the shock absorber of his iman will carry him along. He will not be shaken to the ground. He will sway. Like that building sway. But after everything was over, it was still intact. No damage. Everything fine. Why? It's built on a spring. It's built on a shock absorber. It absorbed all the shock. So likewise, this mu'min, he has this iman of his, a shock absorber of his iman. And nothing can come and now bring him to the ground. He'll feel his pain, he'll feel his hurt, whatever else he will feel, but he will not be dropped to the ground. So this is a mu'min. And the mu'min has full hope in Allah Taala, And he sees his success entirely in obedience of Allah Taala. And when he has some difficulty, some hardship, then he turns to that which Allah Ta'ala has given him. Allah Ta'ala has blessed him. Allah Ta'ala has provided for him. Allah Ta'ala has provided that emotional comfort for him. What is that emotional comfort? That emotional comfort is in him connecting with Allah Ta'ala. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us the prescription that when a person is battered by the events of dunya, when a person is sometimes that storm of dunya shakes the person. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sta'inu bisfabri wa salah. That be positive. Allah is with you. And yes, there is a difficulty. As we discussed in Hadith Sharif, the Nabi says, May yuridillahu bihi khayran yusib minuhu. Allah Ta'ala loves somebody, Allah Ta'ala wishes, Allah Ta'ala wishes good for someone. Allah Ta'ala brings some halat as well. But what does it mean now that Allah doesn't love him? No, no, no. This person in the halat, what is going to happen? But because he is obedient to Allah, because he is trying to be on the path of taqwa, if he makes a slip up somewhere by chance, he is immediately turning to sincere toba. He is not persisting in sin. From time to time he is reflecting, he is checking, what's in my life? I need to sort this out. I need to take some mashwara from somebody, how to get past this weakness of mine, or whatever it might be, somebody, well, I'm still lacking in proper parda, I need to sort that part out, I'm probably still interacting with the rare mahrams, I need to make toba from that, I'm, perhaps somebody's trade is not right, somebody is doing something else, so now he's forever concerned, making toba, making istighfar, asking some help from somebody to guide him, how to go past this issue, a person who is trying in that manner, then some halat will come, but what will happen? Because this person is on the path of righteousness, on the path of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala then will also grant this person the tawfiq of sabr. So the condition and the halat came from Allah Ta'ala, but with the barakat of iman, with the barakat of taqwa, with the barakat of istighfar, with the barakat of salah, with the barakat of sadaqah, which is an extremely important thing all the time, and especially when a person is confronted by difficulties. That a person now is regularly, daily, some amount, just a rand or two or so, more all the better. But whatever a person can manage uh, properly, comfortably, but some sadaqah daily. 
that sadaqa, the barakat of the sadaqa, the barakat of the dua, an extremely important thing, dua. Very often, we do many things, but we don't make enough dua. And we don't make dua with that, that, that passion and fervor that we should be making. So now the person, mashallah, is trying all these things, is, is involved in all these things, is making dua, is giving sadaqa with the barakat of the salah, with the barakat of the a'mal, barakat of iman and barakat of a'mal salihah. What will happen? That Allah Ta'ala will now grant him tawfiq of sabr. So the halat came from Allah Ta'ala. Allah is the controller. Allah alone is the controller. And now that Allah Ta'ala has brought some halat, Allah Ta'ala has brought some condition upon him, Allah Ta'ala will also grant him the gift of sabr. وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ أَطَاعًا خَيْرًا وَأَوْسَعَ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ Rasulullah says, a person hasn't been blessed with a better gift and a more comprehensive gift than sabr. A gift. Allah Ta'ala will bless with this gift. That now he'll make sabr. Now when he makes sabr, Sabr doesn't mean he won't feel pain. Sabr doesn't mean he won't feel grief. Sabr doesn't mean he will not be affected by what conditions are around him. Meaning fear, pain, grief, he'll have that. But he will not do anything that will displease Allah Ta'ala. He will not cross the line of Shariat. He will not trample the Sunnah of Rasulullah, the Sunnah of Rasulullah, the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He'll remain steadfast. Now when he will make sabr, he will patiently bear this. What will be the case now? Number one, he will gain the ma'iyat of Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Inna allaha ma'assabirin. Subhanallah. Can be imagined. He will gain the ma'iyat of Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. On that sabr. He will now be making sabr. Inna ma yuwaffa sabiruna ajrahum bighayri hisab. Now some condition came. Some illness came. Some grief, source of grief came. There was a loss. Somebody passed away close and near and dear one. So now the person is in this grief, in this pain. But now the person is making sabr and the person is in control. The person is focusing ahead. So now what will be the outcome? The outcome will be, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ person is making sabr. Allah Ta'ala is saying, those who make sabr, Allah Ta'ala will grant their rewards limitless. بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Subhanallah. This person is making sabr. Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give glad tidings to the sabirin. That yes, they feel their grief, their pain, whatever it is, but they are focused towards Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So when a mu'min, a mu'min, there's no loss for him. Yes, there's pain sometimes. There's some difficulty sometimes. There's some loss in the sense of material loss, visible loss. But in reality, a mu'min never loses. A mu'min is successful if he survives the illness. And a mu'min is successful if he gains shahadat in that illness. Subhanallah, he's successful both ways. A mu'min is successful in any direction, provided he is keeping towards the obedience of Allah wa ta'ala. Ultimately, for him, he is then the high stages of akhirat, which he cannot imagine, and which his a'mal, because of the weakness that we have in our a'mal, Sometimes that rank which Allah Ta'ala has decreed for somebody, but he is not capable of reaching that rank with his amal. Some little halat come, and the person makes sabr on that. As a result of that sabr, he reaches that very high and great rank, which he could not have reached with the quality of his amal. So subhanallah, a mu'min, a mu'min is very, very fortunate in every sense. A mu'min, a mu'min also feels pain, he feels grief, he feels hurt. But he has something to console him. His heart is connected to Allah Ta'ala. And because he is in this, immersed in this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul quloob, with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, do the hearts get this itminan, this peace. So now he is turning to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bis-sabri wa-salah. O you who believe, you have now been faced with some difficulty, some calamity, some hardship, some loss, whatever it might be. So seek help from Allah wa ta'ala. Ista'inu how? Bis-sabri wa salah. You seek help by means of patience. You remain sabir. You remain patient. And turn to salah. This is the key Allah has given us. That a person now should make more salah, the nawafil. 
what a tragedy it would be that if a person is faced with some situation and the person even misses a farz as a result. No, a mu'min turns to Allah Ta'ala further. وَسْإِسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ And Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala is with those who are patient. Then further Allah Ta'ala describes the various things that Allah Ta'ala will test us with. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says, most certainly we will test you. بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ With little, little fear, وَالْجُوعُ Some hunger, وَنَقْسٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ And some listening, some loss of wealth, of crops, and some lives. But Allah Ta'ala says, وَبَشِّرِ السَّابِرِينَ وَبَشِّرِ السَّابِرِينَ Give glad tidings to those who adopt sabr. Now what is the thing that Allah Ta'ala mentions thereafter? Who are these sabirin? الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبًا When any musibat, any calamity, any hardships come upon them, قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Subhanallah. And they say this, they don't just say it, just had a fashion, just saying something off their tongue, they're not even uh, focusing on what they are saying. No, when something happens, there's any loss, some material loss, loss of life, there's loss of any, any kind of difficulty. A person repeatedly recites, every now and again, repeatedly recites, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. And contemplating on what is being recited. Contemplating on the meaning of this. One is inna lillah. We all lillah. We belong to Allah Ta'ala. The person who has passed away also belongs to Allah Ta'ala. We also belong to Allah Ta'ala. The whole world belongs to Allah Ta'ala. Everything that we possessed and we do possess now also belongs to Allah Ta'ala. What we have in our possession belongs to Allah Ta'ala. And what got lost? Something got damaged, something broke, something happened, whatever. That too belongs to Allah Ta'ala. Everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala. What we are being taught in this first portion of this ayat is, Inna lillah, the lesson of Raza bil qada. That now when something happened, the person is somebody to Allah Ta'ala. Yeah, this was yours. Let this belong to you. And when the owner takes something back, there's no objection because he is prerogative. He owns it. When he owns it, it's his prerogative. Yes, we will keep begging Allah Ta'ala for afiyat. We will keep begging Allah Ta'ala for safety. But we will submit to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, the person that has passed on, somebody, they, some parent has passed on, some spouse has gone, some child has gone, some family member passed away, whoever it might be, there is a sense of loss. There's some grief, there's that obviously insan is insan, we are weak, and Allah Ta'ala has created that muhabbat, that attachment. So now when there is a parting, so this human nature, human nature, insan feels these emotions, but he is still submitting to Allah Ta'ala. All this, the person that went also is yours, we ourselves also yours. Inna lillahi Allah, everything is yours. Razaad al qada Allah, everything is yours. We therefore submit wholeheartedly to you. And then, وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ The first part was رَزَابِ الْقَدَعَ To be totally pleased with the decree of Allah Ta'ala. Allah, all this is yours. So therefore, we please whatever your decree is. We have no objection. And then, Allah Ta'ala has given us our console, consolation. وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Yes, today somebody has left. Somebody's parent has left, somebody's spouse has left, somebody's child is gone, somebody's brother, sister, somebody else. So there is a natural grief. But people go to airports, they go to other stations and so on to see off some child, to see off some parent, to see some, off some brother, sister, some relative. Why? The person is going for Hajj, the person is going for Umrah, the person is going overseas for some work, whatever it is. So there's a naturally some sense of uh, sadness, etc. But say, well, okay, he's gone for how long? He's gone for one month. He's gone for four months in Jamaat or something, whatever. So now, it's not long now. One month, four months, soon, soon the person will be back. And the parting is temporary. So very soon there will be this uni 
uh, uniting of the people again. So therefore, it's nothing to be too grieved about. Natural to feel sadness, but it's not something to become overwhelmed about because it's a very temporary parting. So similarly here, this is a consolation. Today that person is gone, but tomorrow we're going to the same place. Person is gone today, we are also going tomorrow to the same place. We meet again there. So whoever has gone, it's not that they will, they've gone in a different direction forever. Inshallah, all will meet up again in Jannat. So now that's the consolation Allah has given. That if you are feeling this natural sadness, this part of human nature, this grief, that's human nature, but take consolation in this. That there is no need to become overwhelmed. That person is gone tomorrow, we're going to meet as well. In Jannat, inshallah. So, subhanallah, mu'min has been given so much of comfort from every direction. A mu'min, a mu'min Allah Ta'ala has provided for his comfort. His emotional comfort, his mental comfort, his heart to be in comfort and peace. Ya ayyuhalladheena amru sta'inu bis sabri was salah. Now the person is adopting the sabr. Now the person adopts the sabr, he, he feels the pain, but he doesn't do anything against Allah Ta'ala's commands. He doesn't become overwhelmed. He doesn't become dysfunctional. Can't continue with life now. So he continues calmly, composed, despite whatever the feelings might be, but calm, composed, carrying on with life. Allah Ta'ala says, these people are not just by the way. أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ They said, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ they wholeheartedly made Razab al-Qada. They submitted to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And then they consoled themselves as well. Wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. With that reality and that fact. That inshallah, this parting will now not be forever. But all will meet in Jannat. Allah Ta'ala says the sabr they made. They stayed within the bounds and limits. Despite human weakness and human feelings and emotions. But they remained within the limits. Ulaika alayhim salawatum min rabbihim. They are the ones who are showered with blessings from the Rabb. Wa rahma and the special mercy from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Wa ulaika humul muhtadun. They are the rightly guided ones. Subhanallah. The person on that summer, he is getting the ma'iyat at the closeness of Allah, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The person, adop- the person adopting that summer, innama yuwaffa sabiruna ajrahum bighayri hisab. Limitless sawab and reward. Which the person's amal could not have earned that amount of sawab and reward. But on that sabr, this is the reward that the person is getting. And together with that, this salawat, the rabbihim wa rahma, this wabashiri sabirin, glad tidings from Allah Ta'ala's side. This salawat and blessings from Allah Ta'ala's side. This rahma from Allah Ta'ala's side. Allah Ta'ala is declaring, وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ So when a mu'min has so much of things that are being showered upon him, and when he focuses on this, and then he turns his heart to Allah Ta'ala, in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, Allah bi zikrillahi tatma innu al-qulub, hasbun Allah, wa ni'ma al-wakil, ni'ma al-mawla, wa ni'ma al-nasir, ala Allahi tawakkalna, Allah is sufficient for us, hasbun Allah, wa ni'ma al-wakil, Allah is sufficient for us. He is the best one who takes care of all our affairs, we entrust everything to him. Allah is there for us. Allah Ta'ala is all the time there for us. Others will sometimes want to be there also, they can't be there. Sometimes somebody is trying to, one is somebody, somebody at the time of need they disappear. Of need they disappear. And there's times when somebody wants to help, but they can't. They're at a loss. They don't know what to do. Now in the halal that people are, there's a lockdown situation. Somebody, some relative now is in another country and he's not, he's helpless now. He's trying to help the poor. He doesn't know how to, what, what can he do to assist the person in terms of any physical assistance? Nothing is helpless. So, insan, sometimes that insan wants to help us too, but he can't. But Allah Ta'ala is always there for us. We have to turn to Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. When this insan comes to Allah Ta'ala, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntum in al-zalimeen. He encrosses himself in this, this be, in this istighfar, which Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala blessed us with. This is the tasbih of Yerusha Salatu wa Salam. When he was in the depths of the ocean, inside the belly of the fish, in the depths of the ocean, in the darknesses, darkness of that night, 
darkness of the ocean, darkness of the belly of the fish, darkness upon darkness. Sometimes the halad that come around a person, it seems like this is darkness upon darkness. person is so like lost, he doesn't know where to turn. But Yusuf Allah Ta'ala gives us that whole incident in the Quran Sharif to tell us if you are engulfed in darkness upon darkness and where it appears that there's a 0% chance of survival but Allah Ta'ala is qadir mutlaq Allah Ta'ala has qudrat over everything Allah Ta'ala can bring you up to 100% survival from a situation of 0% in the depths of that ocean inside the belly of the fish Allah Ta'ala says he called out unto us La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen Fastajabna lahu Walajjaynahu min al-ghum Allah Ta'ala says we answered his call We answered his call And we granted him salvation from that grief And this is not confined to Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam Allah Ta'ala says وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Likewise we will give salvation to the believers We'll give safety to the believers not that they're going to also, every person who will end up in the depth of the ocean inside the belly of a fish. Everybody won't end up in the belly of a fish. But we end up in our own, trapped, get trapped in our own situations in dunya. Some situation of grief, some situation of loss, some situation of some hardship. But Allah Ta'ala says, don't despair. A mu'min never despairs. لَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Yusuf Whenever they were confronted with a situation, Musa والسلام, confronted with a situation, in front of him is the sea, behind him is Fir'aun and his army, and he is with the Bani Israel, a small, there's no power and no strength that they have to uh, confront this army of Fir'aun, and in front is his water. And when the situation is like hopeless, inna lamudrakun, his people and Bani Israel said, we now are caught, we got no chance. Musa said, no, there's no need to despair. My Rabbi is with me, he'll open the way out. My Rabbi is with me, he'll open the way out. Rasulullah sallallahu is in the cave and during the Hijrat and Sayyidina Abu Bakr is there and all around the Quraysh are searching and there is this warrant, this death sentence that has been passed and whoever comes with them dead or alive, 100 camels is the reward. Like in this time and age, somebody is told that he'll get maybe not 100 Kruger and 100 bars of gold. 100 bars of gold, for that now the person is now told, you bring the person dead or alive, 100 bars of gold. So now everybody is there searching that way can we find them and we'll get this reward. And now they come right to the foot of the cave, right at the mouth of the cave. And Abu Bakr is, is becoming anxious for the safety of Rasulullah but Nabi Islam controls him. Ma Allahu Salisuhuma. What are you worried about those two people who the third being with them, who with them is Allah Ta'ala? That they are not alone. Those two people are not alone. But Allah is with them. Saniya's name is Huma Filhar is Yaqululi Sahibihi La Tahzan in Allah Mahana. But the two of them were in the cave, Allah Ta'ala is saying this in the Quran Sharif. And the only person who was in the cave with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at that time, Rasul at that time, was Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, La ta'zan. No need to grieve. Inna Allah ma'ana. Allah is with us. So in all situations, the mu'min, Allah is with me. Allah is with us. I need to adopt taqwa. I need to make tawbah from all the wrongs that I have done. This is the way to draw down the help of Allah Ta'ala. Then if I survive an illness, I'm successful. And if my life goes in that illness, I am successful. No matter what the halat are, I am ultimately successful. When a mu'min is going to succeed in any way, either this way or that way, he is still successful. So now what grief will he have? Why will he be overwhelmed? He'll feel the human emotions that others feel, but a mu'min is full of hope. And a mu'min is looking ahead. After all, dunya is dunya. This is a small place and a temporary life. We all, inshallah, will meet in Jannat. We will, Allah Ta'ala, grant us with afiyat and take us directly to Jannat without having to go through any difficulties. So a person who has this in front of him, he does not become overwhelmed. He does not lose hope. He has full hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Yusuf Ali Salatu is 
separated from his father for such a long time. And then another brother also goes, and now Yaqub almost 14 years have passed. And it is like a hopeless situation. But he says to his son, go, اِذْهَبُوا فَتَحَسَّسُوا مِنْ يُوسُفَ وَاخِهِ وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ That is a person without Imam can only go that direction. That he loses, has no hope in Allah Ta'ala. That is only a person devoid of Iman. A mu'min, a mu'min has full hope in Allah Ta'ala. So we all the time focus towards Allah Ta'ala. Whatever halat may come, we turn to Allah Ta'ala, make sincere tawbah, make a lot of istighfar, especially this istighfar of La ilaha illa anta subhanak, inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Allah Ta'ala says for all the believers, we'll remove them from their grief also. But the Rufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi, he says that it is, uh, he's written in Ma'rif al-Quran, it is the experience of many, many elders that 500 times reciting La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntum min al-zalimeen, it becomes a means of removing grief, removing pain, all the emotional trauma and whatever situations a person feels. This has such a tremendous effect in it to be recited consciously, to be recited in a very nice manner. The better the person recites with the greater consciousness, the more the effect will be. With yaqeen and conviction, these are the words of the Qur'an Sharif, the kalimat that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Qur'an Sharif. We should have full yaqeen on this. This is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. We will then recite this too. We will gain that great peace and serenity in the heart. And the greatest wazifa, the greatest wazifa is dua. All the other wazif, all in its place. But nothing can compare to dua. We should earnestly make dua. We should have a time fixed in our day or night to turn to Allah Ta'ala in earnestness, pick for ourselves, pick for our families, pick for the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, pick for all those who are in any kind of difficulty and hardship, those who are ill, those who have been grieved and bereaved due to the loss of someone, those who are in any other situation, those who are in financial distress, whatever the situation may be, we should make dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, make dua for hidayat for one and all, Allah Ta'ala grant hidayat to all every mu'min to become muttaqi, to become the close servant of Allah Ta'ala, to become the wali of Allah Ta'ala, and every person without iman to be blessed with iman. This is the life of a mu'min, and this is his successful either way, therefore he submits to Allah Ta'ala, and he remains happy all the time. He remains happy with the decree of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala then provides him with that ghamproof heart, that heart which is saved from all that grief, that pain is there, but the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the connection with Allah Ta'ala becomes the balm over that wound of the heart, and he manages to continue with life smoothly. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to become his true and obedient servants. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. We should always be begging for afiyat. Never ever ask for difficulties. But if something comes, we don't lose hope. And we don't despair. And we turn to Allah Ta'ala with sabr, with shukar over the bounties Allah Ta'ala has still blessed us with, and sabr over that whatever little issue that has come, and we turn to Allah Ta'ala in all conditions, with raza bil qaza, and turning our attention and focus towards Him, in all conditions, inshallah, we will sail through smoothly and safely, and ultimately the success is, فَمَنْ زُحْفِهَا عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازِ The person who has been saved from Jahannam, and has been entered into Jannat, he has gained the ultimate success. Because now he's gained the perpetual pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So may Allah Ta'ala make us those obedient servants. May Allah Ta'ala grant afiyat to us, grant afiyat to one and all. All those who are ill, Allah Ta'ala give them complete shifa, shifa kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. All those who have been bereaved, Allah Ta'ala grant them sabr jameel. Allah Ta'ala grant them marhumeen, the highest stages in the akhirat. Allah Ta'ala grant them jannatul firdaus. Allah Ta'ala give them the highest rewards and this is an opportunity to continuously make their khidmat. That we still have life. Whatever nawafil we make, whatever tasbihat, tilawat, some sadaqah, we pass on the sawab to them. This is a greater khidmat that we can do now than even the khidmat that we did maybe for them while they were alive. This is an even greater khidmat. And when a person does something for someone, gives somebody a gift, he gives some, does some khidmat for someone, he too feels nice about it. That person feels nice, he too feels nice about it. He feels happy. He feels good. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala made it possible that I made khidmat 
of my parent, of whoever the, some elder, some ustad, sheikh, he also feels so nice about it. This too is a khidmat, and a very great khidmat, because they are very greatly awaiting whatever is sent for them. So this is also a khidmat. The more we will do this, we will benefit them, we will benefit ourselves, benefit ourselves, benefit ourselves as well. This will become a source of comfort for us also. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, keep us also with afiyat, keep us with iman, keep us steadfast on deen, and at the time when we also have to leave dunya, which is inevitable, Allah ta'ala take us on iman and kamil, and on tawbat and nasuh, and Allah ta'ala grant us also that on perfect iman, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us all. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk. Anta kama asnayt ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. Allahumma aftah lana bina bilkhair. Wa akhtim lana bilkhair. Waj'al aaqib umurina bilkhair. Biyadika alkhair. Innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa durriyatina qurrata a'yun. Waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Rabbana faghfil lana dhunubana. Wa kaffir anna sayyiatina. Wa tawaffana ma'al abrar. ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شب مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله